This is the European edition of Breaking Banks, the world's number one fintech podcast and radio show. We bring you the European unicorns, startups, founders, regulators and leaders innovating the rapidly evolving fintech scene today. A truly localized podcast with both English and local language content with some of the world's most well-known hosts and influencers in the fintech sector globally. Join us every week as we explore what makes the European Union a phenomenal proving ground for many of the fastest growing fintech plays in the world today. Okay, let's roll. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Breaking Banks Europe. My name is Matteo Rizzi. I'm the executive producer of the show. And today we talk about uh, unconventional uh, saving uh, products. You will see a little bit later in the intro that is a super relevant topic uh, for today's uh, market. We are here with three uh, distinguished guests that I will invite uh, to introduce themselves for a, a couple of minutes. So let's start with uh, Ingrid. Ingrid, welcome to Breaking Banks Europe for the first time. Thank you very much. Um, well, I'm Ingrid Brodin, and I'm the founder and CEO of Vindom. Vindom is a, a wine investment application that was launched about two years ago. So it's the first, say, global wine investment application and platform. And I, and I can see already that Caroline, that uh, will introduce herself in a minute, She's already nodding as a good French, uh, you know, human, uh, knowing uh, about her wines. Caroline, welcome back to Breaking Bags. That's not your first time. Actually, third, I believe. Thank you, Matteo, for having me for a third time. I don't know how you can bear me. <laughs> because I like you very much, Caroline. That's why. <laughs> uh, every French is a good human, especially about wine. And I'd love to discuss this later. Um, I'll have her at not drinking wine at the moment, expecting my first child. So anyway, I'm Caroline. Uh, I'm 32 years old. I'm one of the founders of French equity crowdfunding platform Anaxago. Uh, we launched in 2012. We invested half a billion euros in startups, real estate, and uh, we serve and console uh, private investors in retail investors, uh, people who invest from 1,000 euros to 1 million euros a year with us. Thank you, Corinne. Thank you very much. And last but not least, uh, from Italy, fellow Italian, Giacomo, welcome to Breaking Back Zero. Please introduce yourself. Ciao, Matteo. Thank you very much. It's been a while, but I'm very happy to be here with you guys. Um, I represent the Wallians. Uh, it's a real estate uh, crowdfunding platform. We are working basically in Italy and uh, we have plans to expand all over Europe. Um, as you know, and some, some of you guys, you know, we, uh, we come from uh, a long story, a uh, 16 years old story uh, from real estate. So we are still developers and we decided to invest in the, in the last uh, six years uh, in some fintech opportunities and in some real estate uh, investments abroad, also in the United States. So um, today we would like to discuss more about Wallians and what we do in uh, uh, with this opportunity. And actually, um, that's uh, what we are planning to uh, develop in the next uh, few years in our group. And well, that's it. Thank you, Giacomo. Thank you. So 
you know, remember at the beginning I said uh, uh, that, uh, you know, this conversation is uh, super compelling these days and no longer than this morning, uh, I was actually checking my crypto uh, portfolio and, uh, and, and, and then, you know, as, exactly. And, and the subsequent <laughs> I was article, say, don't do that. <laughs> exactly. And, and, the, and the subsequent article on the Coinbase news and they were saying, uh, oh, you know, uh, everything but uh, cash and commodities is crashing, you know, for consistently, you know, for a few months now. So I said, hmm, interesting enough, we could talk about, uh, you know, different way of uh, putting your money that is not like uh, leaving it uh, under the mattress uh, or like uh, doing something, you know, stupid, uh, stupid with it. Uh, so my first question to everyone is more of a, like, uh, what, when do you think uh, people uh, started realizing that, uh, you know, the standard way of, uh, you know, investing money, maybe maybe in stocks or like uh, buy your own house, but, uh, but nothing, nothing more, let's say, unconventional than that or nothing, nothing more, you know, with more fantasy. Uh, when did people realize uh, that... Uh, this uh, differentiation of uh, everyone's portfolio was becoming uh, mainstream. And uh, maybe it, it is yet not the case. And, uh, you know, on one to 10, you know, where we are on this, uh, on this journey. Uh, I will start with uh, Caroline because you, you are like uh, dealing with both crowdfunding, but also some of the like uh, financial products. Uh, so go, please. Okay, I'll try to go. Uh, my conviction on the subject is that yeah, of course, people, that's the point. Uh, yeah, it's it's only my advice. Uh, I mean, my conviction. It's when people started realizing that the traditional way to invest money, especially when you're a retail investors, a retail investor, well, wasn't a way to make money. Uh, I mean, interest rates were going to um, to a low, uh, even worse every year. So looking for performance was uh, really a struggle, I think, uh, if you're a retail investor. I mean, unless you're part of a private bank and you have a huge portfolio already, then you get advice on how to make money with your money. Otherwise, it's not something you can access. So I think it's at, the, that, at that time that private investors started looking for alternative asset classes that could help them make money. And this is exactly what we do with... Um, crowdfunding real estate. I mean, Giacomo will, uh, I guess, uh, go deeper on that. Uh, and uh, Ingrid about uh, pleasure investments and, I mean, pleasure plus performance. I think it's something that really touched the heart of uh, of investors. So I think that was the, the tipping point, the tipping moment was that. It's like when investing like traditional, the traditional way wasn't worth money anymore. I think I, I can absolutely agree with Caroline. I think the, the whole trend of, say, alternative investments or looking to sort of spread your portfolio across uh, different sectors, I would say probably the biggest trend started about 10, 15 years ago. And uh, I think also with the, first of all, we've seen the huge sort of unreliability in a way, with the banks, you know, what's happening with the big banks, what's happened with the big banks in the last 20 years. So I think the starting point is really there. People don't really trust 
the financial markets we've seen also now just in the past two three years with you know the 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 covid situation now we have the war you know the financial markets are going up and down up and down for an individual person who might not be doing this for a living you know it's quite unsettling having to check every minute what's going on and to follow it you know so i think individuals start to look at widening their portfolio and also look at sort of medium to long term investments and again i mean from our perspective as we we are offering obviously wine comes also the aspect of investing in a passion you know something that you really really care about and something that you actually can also understand you know for a lot of people it's not so straightforward how the financial markets works or you know now you have you know investment in cryptos investment in other currencies i think for a lot of individuals it is quite sort of scary you know at first so i think it's been a trend that's been going on for quite a few years and i think in the last at least 10 to 5 5 10 years it's really been consolidating also you know the 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 tech the tech world has allowed for <clears throat> alternative investments specifically but i think also other investments to grow and to become global with very very simple tools i'm resisting to the temptation to uh, to uh, to ask you a specific question on the on the wine platform but i will hold it and then hold go it. to Giacomo first yeah um i was thinking about your uh, about what you said before matteo um regarding your cryptos but and I, i actually did not the same thing this morning but i opened my my bank account and i was looking at my investment and since i know the starting of inflation i i saw that i, I lost around 13% uh, of uh, of investment so what do we think in my opinion um you know we we need more guidance in the market all over because we um not just us we are actually people that try to prepare a specific kind of products investment uh to 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 actually all kind of investors so as as all of you know we work with retail investor high net worth individual investors private investors institutional investors but all of them are different and uh, they everybody's looking for uh for profit but the fact is that we have to watch a little bit better how we can get to profit so guidance uh first of all if you see at platforms if you see at websites if you see at digital investments is very important so that's why we are trying to as volumes we are trying to uh bring all the people uh to come into our system but before that they need to understand all of the risk of investments that's for sure and on the other side we were i have to say that we were uh very sure that real estate investments were more stable than all of the other investments but this is not something we can say anymore uh we can see for example that the cost of the construction sites are raising a lot so we have plenty of problems on most of the construction site and people retail investors don't understand that so guidance uh from platforms Uh, from real estate investors from real estate developers is the most important thing we have to provide to everyone if you are an institutional investor or if you are in any other case a retail investor then in that case is much more important to give you uh, some more guidance so alternative investments uh, have been known as a specific kind of product that 
um, some most of the times it's not something recognized by the big markets. Uh, but I think on on my side that we are doing a better job actually than all the other bank institutions or uh, by other kind of um, investment solution because we are trying to provide guidance and on the other side we are trying to um, give more uh, transparency to the investment. So that's the basic point because everybody needs to understand much better what we are doing and how we are doing it. So that's my point of view. I, I actually have to interrupt and say, sorry, I have to agree there. I mean, I think guidance and transparency are two very important points here, you know, and I think today a lot of companies can offer this guidance, which big banks or other financial institutions can't really guide an individual person on all things they need to know to be able to do a, a good investment. Actually, without uh, without knowing, uh, uh, you immediately transitioned to the, the second topic I wanted to talk about. So thank you, Giacomo Sorry. and Ingrid, uh, <laughs> to sort of to, to bring it over, which is like the education <laughs> side, right? The education side of the of the investor. Before getting into that, though, I will actually ask Ingrid because I'm pretty sure I am at least, and I'm sure that Giacomo and Carolina are as well. How did the idea, you know? Come, you know, and you know, know. The, 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 exactly. And also, you know, excuse me. I assume that you, you're, you're uh, the Swedish origin, right? Am I? Am yeah. I, I am exactly. So, I am one hundred percent Swedish. Yes. And you're based in Sweden as well, right? No, 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 no. I'm based. We are actually based in in Monaco, in the south of France. Oh, okay. Well, that very that's strategically also... between the two producing wine countries. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we don't we don't need to Perfect fight location. about the, exactly. exactly. We don't we don't yeah. need to fight the, we we don't need to fight about the you know the ancestral is it you know French wine no, or no, Italian no. wine better. That's I'm great. willing to fight. Amazing. No, yeah, no, no, no. but <laughs> you don't have to fight. You don't have to fight. No, no, no. Exactly. So, so you no. know, very curious about the inception of the of the idea, and then what do you guys do to educate? Uh, your clients to invest and is it only like i don't i you know i don't drink a lot of wine personally because i don't drink a lot of alcohol in general but uh, am i you know the, the am i eligible you know i know i am potentially but uh, if i'm not passionate about wine uh, i am really unlikely to invest and then we will go over to caroline and giacomo about uh, how do you guys uh, help your investor to choose uh, the distribution of their asset class. So go, Ingrid, please. So, Vindum, uh, the idea of Vindum started about five years ago, six years ago now, over a dinner and over a good glass of wine, actually, where uh, we were together with my business partner. She's not actively involved in the business, but uh, we were talking to a very close friend and a French um, wine importer. He's he's from Bordeaux, but he lives in Singapore. Um and he said, you know, the, the world of wine investment is kind of, it's not dying, but he says, unfortunately, it lives like it's lived for the last 200 years. You know, it's never really been updated. And he had, you know, loads of sort of investors and investors in wine. There were, say, 50, 60, 65 plus, you know. And they buy the wine from him, they store at home. But he really struggled to connect with the younger generation. And the, the, the answer to that question is very simple, because if you don't have an application, if you don't have anything in your smartphone, 
uh, younger people are not even going to consider the idea. You know, that that's a fact, you know. All wine investment in the past, it was kind of like selling hoovers, you know, you went and knock on doors and, and sort of they presented the case and, you know, it was very, very old-fashioned. And also, if you look at the whole distribution chain of wine, it is very dated, okay? So this is really where the idea started. And, and we started sort of, I actually studied the industry for, I think, over over a year before we defined exactly what was going to be the concept of Vindom. And for us, the really important is, as our slogan said, is smart wine investments. And it's to allow and target a younger generation who is actually very passionate about wine and passion assets in general. You know, we've seen the likes of, you know, the younger people today, they, they invest in sneakers, in handbags, in watches. You know, it's all sorts of, um, and we want to be that, but very, very specifically for wine. Okay. We might then extend to other alcoholic products, but currently it's really wine. And also to invest in wine is quite complex because you need a lot of knowledge you know so uh, and a lot of the knowledge that exists for example before we started we couldn't find say one database where you find all wines in the world with descriptions and you you read the descriptions and they're a little bit like oh my god what kind of language is this you know it's not suitable for the younger generation so we've even rewritten like something like five six seven hundred wine descriptions you know just to make it more understandable for the for different different types of uh, you know investors. What uh, is the distribution uh, in grade of of your investor in terms of age? Because you keep talking uh, about younger big, investors. It, yeah, but. but it is very big because what happens is that we have investors from say I would say our youngest investor I think today we don't ask age obviously when they when they sign up at the moment. But I know for a fact because we speak to a lot of our customers about nineteen years old. And then up to, uh, and I actually had clients asking, but if my children want to start investing, but then you have, they have to be 18 plus, you know, so. Of but, um, and then up till I would probably say 60, 65, you know, that it, it's a wide range. Why do we also get the older generation? I think it's because we've solved a lot of issues that had not been solved prior to Vindham being launched, okay, in the industry. So we we do have a wide range, but we do have a big chunk of our clients are what I call the crypto generation. You know, they're sort of from 19, yeah. 20 up to 30, where they have made a lot of money in crypto and they are making a lot of money in crypto. But what do they do with the money that they make? They want to invest them in medium to long-term investments. Okay, because the crypto, as you you know, you have to look at it every second of the day, 24 hours a day. It's quite a stressful sort of investment. You can't just invest and kind of leave it and forget about it, you know. So I do know that a lot of these younger generations, they do invest in property, one thing. They invest in, obviously, also now we have the fantastic metaverse. <laughs> and they invest in wine, cars, watches. Things that they can, they're also extremely knowledgeable and they, they look at what are they investing in. They want green investments. They want environmentally friendly investments. You know, they really care about which companies they invest in. They're not just maybe like I would say my my generation, we didn't really consider that so much, unfortunately. 
So, yeah, so it's a wide range, but yeah, it it is. We do have a lot of the younger ones, and and we love speaking to them because also, yeah. yeah. No, so that's really the, that's that's the start of it. And what do we do? You also had the question: What do we do in terms of educating? Because yes, we do have a lot of clients who know nothing about wine. Okay, and to answer both your question, this eligibility: Do you know if I don't know anything about wine, can I still invest in wine? This is also something we are helping to solve. So we've set up, for example, our ready-made collections, which are there for starters. You know. They have different prices. Okay, so it's like an it's like a wine ETF or something, right? Where where we where you where you decide, you know, what what's the right combination of wines? Uh, yeah, we we have this sort of short ready, term, long yeah. term. Yeah, we have this ready made collections where we have the description about the wine, we have the rating about the wines, and we also have you know if it's medium, short term, long term investment, you know. And we have. And you keep it. You keep it, or I have to have my own, uh, like uh, whatever cave. I don't even know how to wine cellar. Vindum does everything for you. You don't have to think about your wine. Okay. Okay. So we take care of the wine for the storage, uh, delivery when you sell it, uh, everything. We make sure it's an authentic investment because obviously that's another important point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we take care of the whole aspect. We will have another. We will. We, yeah, we will talk a little bit more later about the tech associated to it because I'm pretty sure that uh, you know the mythical blockchain could be of use in every single one of the business that we are talking about. But uh, before uh, Caroline, please jump in. Well. It's really interesting what Ingrid is saying because I'm always surprised about the investor profile of the younger investors on our platform. They actually, yeah, usually they make they made money either in entrepreneurship or uh, through crypto, and what they all want to do is property investment and watches and wine, something that's really brick and mortar actually. And um, I, some of my friends actually founded uh, fintech unicorns here in France. And when we have lunch, they're asking me about real estate. Like they're fascinated. Uh, how do you buy a building? Okay, because those guys buy buildings. But it's really interesting. I mean, they are taking risks uh, all the time with their investment, with their money, with their life, because they work their ass off as entrepreneurs. And then what they want is secure investment in stone. It's it's really confusing, uh, but. Also, what's not something that I expected, um, I expected more impact, more green investment, of course, because that's our generation beliefs. Uh, but the very, you know, traditional way of investing, I didn't expect. And that's really interesting. Um, I mean, our investor uh, on an Exago is pretty traditional. He's a man, of course, he's 44 years old. Uh, he's looking for investment that brings him, that bring in performance, money. Uh, but also to find a way to invest in full transparency, take the advice he wants and he needs. Uh, the, and that's why the, the edu educational role of platforms are, is really important. And I'm just going to talk a little bit about regulation because uh, Giacomo uh, is aware as well. We have to change uh, our crowdfunding license at the end of this year. You, the European Union um, wrote down a law and that's uh, going to concern all crowdfunding platforms all over Europe. And it doesn't have in the law the, 
the, um, the obligation to give advice to the investor. And that's something that was mandatory here in France. You couldn't, uh, the, the first rule of the crowdfunding license was a, an, adv an advisory license, may I say. Uh, and it's something that doesn't appear in the in the European um, in the European uh, status, and it's just uh, you only have the right to advise uh, high um, accredited investors, which is uh, different. So you can't you you can't address uh, some of the retail investors. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna find a way to um, to we're gonna find a solution. But that's really interesting because I think the educational roles of platforms is really uh it's is really important and that's what our customers are looking for uh with our services yeah i, I so totally the, agree. The, yeah yeah go ahead go ahead but being on the regulation aspect uh, as well and and after that we go we go for a quick break okay go yeah, I, I totally agree on that um that's the most stupid thing that the european parliament decided to to bring to the market I can't so happy that, that you agree with me. <laughs> I, I, I am in, in. I am one of a board member of the, the of Eurocrowd, the VX uh, European Crowdfunding Network, and we, with Oliver, etc., we have been trying to to force, you know, to change this kind of part of regulation. But uh, you know, all the member states, they all have different kind of issues. They all have different kind of needs. Uh, we have uh, a French company um, which has a license to to bring investors to our Italian developments. Uh, so we know how AMF is working, etc. And we really liked the fact that we could give advice to the investors mm -hmm. because it's something connected to the thing I was saying before, guidance, which is the most important thing. And by the way, we don't do any kind of service connected to guidance in the United States. We do not advise um investor all of the investors and that's why we decided to create a new kind of product which is called premier and actually it's a, it's a specific kind of product where we can provide a, an advisor or a broker uh, which is not connected to the platform uh, to a specific investor which actually is a high net worth individual investor but we are trying because we are really worried about that about that point we are trying to go uh, much more into uh, bigger investors, investors that are more conscious of the risk they're taking, because we understood plenty of times that small investors don't understand the risk. Sometimes, you know, once happened that an investor told us, okay, there's this real estate development should have been finished around uh, December 2020. And we said, look, COVID came, you know, a lot of things. And he said, yeah, but I was planning to go on vacation next year. So I was needing about that money. So we tried to speak to him to make him understand all the points regarding investments. And believe me, there are plenty of investors like this one. And uh, we are really worried about that situation. So uh, crowdfunding and all kind of alternative investments are growing a lot. And we need to give guidance. We need to give advice to the investors. And we have to find a way to also, let's say, change the regulation in the next year. So yeah. as you know, Caroline, there, will, there are a lot of problems we have to, to, to solve because of the European regulation before this one. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we have to, to do something about that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I yeah, agree. And, and and actually, now we are talking about uh, like real estate crowdfunding, but imagine, you know, about the startup when we talk about uh, 
um, uh, equity crowdfunding, uh, especially for startups, uh, it is yeah. even way more, way more complex. Uh, guys, thank you very much. The 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 for this first half of the of the conversation, we are going to go on a quick break and stay with us. We're going to come back and talk about uh, technology. It's a wrap. The FTS Group builds innovation ecosystems. We engage incumbents, investors, entrepreneurs, technology partners, and regulators to build trusted and connected fintech tribes around the world. We firmly believe that innovation in financial services will truly improve people's lives. Learn more on ftsgroup.eu. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Uh, second part of the show. We're talking about uh, um, unconventional form of, uh, of investment. We just closed the first part of the show with uh, you know how regulation is uh, impacting. You know this. Uh, uh, the example was the, the the crowdfunding in 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 this case, but there is also another factor that is uh, that has an incredible leverage on the way that the service these type of services are, are delivered and the way you reach out to your community of, of clients and is the, the technology aspect of it. I mentioned earlier on that, uh, you know, blockchain seems to be a very sensible path to notarize, you know, these type of uh, transactions. Uh, you know, we, 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 we talk about uh, asset tokenization. I'm pretty sure that is super familiar to, uh, to all of you. Uh, Giacomo, you know, you, you, you I think I, I felt that we rushed you a little bit in the, in the, in your last answer. But why don't you, why don't you start, uh, uh, crack, uh, you know, cracking it? No, don't, don't worry. I, I'm okay. <laughs> no, um, we, we think that technology, uh, it's, uh, one of the most important thing connected to also, um, the user experience we are providing to the investors. You know, there are plenty of information. Uh, we have to give to uh, our alternative investors and we have to be sure that everything is understood in the best way. So um, we started by creating our own technology and uh, we decided to you know, uh, attach some points uh, and day by day to our technology. Um, that's why as of today, we, we have a, a high rate on the platform usage. So we are really sure that uh, for example, when we think about the KYC or KYB or, for example, anti-money laundering, uh, all of those kind of things that usually are, are very hard to go through for uh, an investor that is not used to, to stay on those kind of platforms. Uh, well, we understood that we have to uh, create a, a better structure to leave them alone in, inside that kind of process because we have plenty of people uh, visiting our website. So we cannot stand in front of every single person do a specific KYC. So biometric uh, KYC, an example, is one of the most important thing we, add, we added to our platform. Uh, same thing for anti-money laundering and same thing for uh, automatic um, investment uh, because let's say we have some investors that sometimes they decide to uh, to invest, uh, let's say, 10K, uh, but they want a refund because they, they change their mind. So um, we also understood that some, some most of the time, those kind of people are worried 
of investment. So they just decide I want to put them 10K and then I change my mind. So we uh, created an automatic system that will give their money back. And the same thing- Is that the same KYC? Is that the same KYC uh, like for all type of investments or depends on, on, on the level or how much money I want to put and I will, you will need to sort of uh, go to a deeper KYC uh, uh, you know, uh, in comparison to a lighter investment? Well, we have a single KYC just to know the customer, but then we have another part for the investment, uh, which is connected to the risk. I mean, depending on the points you get when you go through a specific test, which is another part of, a, of, the, of the process, then you will be uh, able to invest in one project or in another, depending on the risk itself. So we calculate in a very easy way. Actually, we speak about technology, but you know, it's it's actually math. It's not something very difficult. But uh, we cre- we created that thing inside our platform, also to provide investors something connected to kind of a guidance, which is something that we cannot do actually because we cannot give any advice. But we decided to put this thing on the platform uh, just to um, be sure that a specific investor, I mean, if they don't have the, um, the knowledge of, a, of, a, of, the, of real estate or of financial investments, then in that case, you can invest just in low-risk investments. So technology gives powerful, of course, uh, to everyone, to us, to the investors, and uh, um, connected to the to the um, to the point you were uh, bringing up before, connected to uh, communication and marketing, it's something very important also. But um, I don't think I don't know what you think, guys. But I don't think that as of today we have specific kind of new solutions to bring uh, those kind of investors on the platforms or uh, into different kind of investments. Well, of course, we can use you know Google. We can use uh, all of the uh, specific websites we know uh, to bring and to do advertisements. But the most important thing is the product and how you can get the product, how you can get the investment. So what we are promoting here in Wallians actually is uh, the way you can invest and how uh, the usability of a system uh, is prepared for retail investors. Because you know we have lots of old investors that they don't know anything about how to go into our website. So that's why we need to help them. And we try to digitalize a little bit more of those kind of people. But it's really hard because those are the people that have more money than the others. And um, so we try to prepare uh, a technology and uh, a new UI and UX for those kind of investors. Uh, that is also good for retail investors. Actually for them is much better. The reason why, uh, you know, Caroline, I was talking about the fact that the technology has, uh, you know, still a lot of potential in this in this space is because, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, asset tokenization through blockchain, but truth is that today, and I don't have in my mind that the, the, the name of that startup in France that is basically making uh, a, an isolated company for each uh, like apartment or each asset and then you can buy like oh you can buy one apartment of the building or you can buy this apartment for one month it's like the next frontiers of the multi-property but technically speaking what they do is that they just buy 20 percent of uh, you know of equity in a company that owns 100 percent of the business but it seems very like a cumbersome you know it's a uh, uh, 
and 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 also something super interesting that I'm pretty sure that all of our auditors, which are like a few hundreds of thousands, will 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 uh, will uh, remark, is that uh, all this uh, like very aggressive B two C ads about uh, you know real estate buying is going through all social platforms. I mean, maybe because. Uh, I'm also a real estate investor here in in Portugal, but uh, one out of two ads on both my Facebook and LinkedIn are about uh, buy a property buy a property in Dubai, an eco resort in the Philippines, uh, or mm. these uh, French startups who want me to buy one month of one apartment, you, you know, whatever. So that's interesting, Caroline. Well, I don't know about that French startup, so maybe it's a scam. No, it kidding. could be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. But yes, they're pretty good at that. And that's really interesting because uh, we, as a platform, never advertise. Uh, we get our customers through word of mouth and press relations. And I'm pretty proud of that because that's my job. Uh, but we um, we are an investment platform. And I'm not I'm quite uncomfortable with all those, you know, uh, Instagram and YouTube influencers uh, selling investment opportunities and the fact that you're going to make so much money by only investing 50 euros a month. Well, you know, it's super weird. Um, however, if we go back to technology, of course, it's essential. Um, I mean, we don't advertise much about our technology because to us, it just goes uh, without saying. I mean, the fact that investment has been such a tough Uh, a tough, um, tough job in the past years. I mean, when you buy an apartment, how many papers do you sign? Uh, it's it just it's just awful. And uh, investment platforms such as ours, such as Giacomo, such as Ingrid, uh, we're here to facilitate every step of the process from KYC to investment, to choice of investment, to follow up of the investment and to buy out of the investment. And that's really what it's about. And I think, of course, blockchain could be really interesting in this process. Uh, personally, we don't, uh, we, we're not looking into that, basically because we don't have anyone who knows enough about the thing and we have other things to do. But uh, that would be, I think that's the next step, of course, to go for blockchain for separation. But to continue what, what, what Caroline said, I said, we, yeah, we're really here to facilitate and make it easier for the clients. But we, we, you started off talking about tokenization and Vindom has a very interesting history there because our initial business plan was actually to offer wine investments via tokenization because obviously some wine cases can be extremely, extremely expensive, you know. So the whole concept we initially built was to allow for tokenization It's basically if you look at properties basically the old-fashioned timeshare kind of thing you know you have lots of people investing in one property and then you can stay one week you know with wine it's a little bit difficult however we we took a step back in our business plan because we realized well not only was the supply chain not ready so the chateaus and the producer etc because we'd had to tag every single bottle etc so it was not just but also i think the general public uh, yes we do read about tokenization we read about nfts we read about and you know the metaverse we read about but how many people on the planet today actually do feel comfortable about this 
So we actually took a step back in Vindom. Yes, we have implemented blockchain, but where do we use blockchain is really we just record all the transactions. So the user, I mean, he knows that every single transaction done on Vindom's platform is recorded. Also, the case that you invest in has a number and that case is yours. You know, every time that case changes hands, it's recorded. So it's more a matter of showing to our investors that everything you do on our platform is secure in terms of the product you're investing in, okay? So for us, we've taken it. We are working on a whole other project as well with NFTs and the metaverse, but that's a separate, it's not what we're going to offer, let's say. What we are getting more and more is obviously... People asking, why can we not invest in crypto with you guys? Why come, you know, there, there's, we have the request daily. I mean, daily. And we, we will start it, but we just felt it was the right thing to take it a step back. Because for us, it's not just what we offer the user or the investor. For us, it's also the whole backside of thing. Where does the wine grow? Where, you know, who does it come from? It needs to work the whole chain. And and the wine industry is not necessarily there right at the moment. It will be, but they're not really there yet. So I think yeah. with the, you know, I think we have to, technology is definitely, there's so much technology. We can develop so many things today. And there's a huge opportunity for every industry. But it has to take its time because not, not everyone is comfortable with it. Sorry, Ingrid, I have to. Uh, uh, I have a couple of uh, one fun like questions and one like fun uh, fact I want to share with uh, with you guys to 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 comment freely. You know, out of hundred people who invest in wine, you know, Ingrid, how many they actually drink it? Because ultimately, you know, the difference between. Uh, you know, I, I am, you know, this question, pardon the question as, I, as if I was a 12 years old guy. So, but the difference between investing in a house or in a Gucci bag or investing in a wine is that, you know, the Gucci bag, uh, you know, may eventually over time will fade a little bit. Will, uh, but the wine, once you drink it, you drink it, you know. So it, it, I, I was actually curious about this uh, about this aspect and the and the second one so everyone can comment uh, is uh, i don't know uh, uh, caroline and giacomo if you uh, if you are aware of it but uh, there is a news that uh, was circulating all around portugal you know out of all european countries in the past week is that finally one apartment was sold for three bitcoins well, not a huge apartment, of course, and it was in the middle of nowhere in the center of Alentejo in Portugal. But it made the news, uh, you know, <laughs> even, you know, and it's funny because it was like a, probably a super small office of a super small agency and everyone was there. There was more press and, and cameras than actually people buying and selling the, the good, right? So it seems that the talking about... Uh, Crypto, new form of payments, uh, you know, you mentioned metaverse and NFTs uh, and alternative investments. Uh, these two factors really, really correlated. So, English first, I'm super curious now. 
Well, first of all, just to go back, you also had the same question before. Who is investing in wine? Is it the wine lover or is it the pure investor? And I can yeah. say to you, probably about 85% of our users are investors to start with. Okay. okay. That doesn't mean, and then we have probably 25% or 15%, you know, that they are pure wine lovers. So they invest to drink in the future. Okay. I think what one has to understand with wine investment is a very simple, simple, simple economics equation. Why does price, wine go up in price over time? Okay. It's both because consumption goes up, so supply is reduced. I mean, it's, it's a very simple, you know. Investable wines, you can only produce X amount of bottles every year. As those bottles are consumed, you know, there are less and less supply, so the price goes up. Very simple. I think this is what's the great thing about wine investment. It is such a simple equation. Anyone has studied, I think, a little bit of economics at school at some point. So it's a pure supply and demand equation. Then you have obviously the ones who invest part, but they invest to consume in the future. So if you buy, let's say, the wine en premier when it's still in the barrels or at, when the wine is very young, you maybe pay, let's say you pay 100 euros for a case, okay? And this wine in then is might be the best time to drink. It might be in 10 years' time, okay? But in 10 years' time, that case might be 500 euros. But you bought it for 100, so you can then consume it at a much, much better value, okay? So there are a lot of these. To explain the whole thing, there is also, when you invest in wine, especially with Vendome, you don't pay VAT on the product. We, we store the wine in what's called a bonded warehouse, meaning if you decide one day to do drink your wine and have it delivered at home, you pay VAT on the initial purchase price, not on the value which is also making you a huge cost saving at the end, you know, for those who are really passionate about drinking fine wine. Um, yeah. But so there, there are a lot of, there's not just one specific answer to your question, but, and many people, they invest in wine to pay for their own consumption, meaning they buy two cases, they have one delivered, the other one they keep and they sell later on, the profit they make, they keep investing in wine. So you have a, a free, let's say, passion, you know, just like people do with luxury car or yeah. watches, you know, they buy and yeah. sell them and they, so it's not just one straight answer, but it depends a little bit. But I, to, to go back to your initial question is majority of our investors are investors. Thank you. And the same flavor of the question for, uh, for Giacomo and Caroline is, uh, you know, we talked about uh, the reason why I, I, sort of share this uh, three Bitcoin apartment. No, it's not a gossip, but it was a news here, here in Portugal. Is because I wonder how truly globalized, at least in Europe, uh, is uh, this market today. And it's also a little bit of a selfish uh, uh, question, right? Because I make investment here. A lot of my friends, you know, wants to, and they say, oh, Matteo, you live in Portugal, you're always in sunny places, and, uh, you know, people see the sunsets here, and all of a sudden they say, oh, you know, they know I've, I invested here, and say, oh, Matteo, the day you, you need a co-investor, you know, just, uh, you know, call me. But it's not that easy, you know, it, and I don't want, like, to get, uh, 
so you guys are looking for opportunities, great, but uh, how easy is it to get into this business as uh, as an investor to cool, you know, or or even as uh, as a supplier of of investment uh, of investment assets, Giacomo? Well, supply it's uh, to us one of the one of the biggest problem because we when you look at supply for uh, both kind of investments um, it's really hard to find a good quality products um, but uh, you know I have a friend of mine you, you were talking you were speaking about um, uh, an exchange about bitcoins in an apartment one of mine which uh, used to live in Rome uh, sold the first uh, apartment with bitcoins And it was a huge amount because it was like around 1 million euro. Uh, so imagine it in Bitcoin. I hope he exchanged in euros a couple of days later because I don't, I can imagine the value today. But um, he, in example, he's one of the biggest uh, real estate developers in, uh, in, in Italy. And he's investing a lot in hospitality. And uh, we are stuck today. Uh, especially if we think about uh, retail investors into traditional investments. So what we're trying to do is trying to uh, diversify with different kind of um, investment solution also connected to real estate. Um, so we, uh, in example, already funded uh, two projects in the United States, one in Brooklyn and one in Miami. And we are looking forward to finance another one in Brooklyn Uh, next year it will be um, around five to eight million. It depends on the regulation um, in around September, October, and uh, it will be a 30 million project, 40 million dollars project. And we are really, really interested in creating new partnership with developers all over the world. And um, we think that this kind of market is really globalized, actually, because you know, um, <clears throat> especially real estate investments. Well, of course, we don't have to speak about that. I mean, real estate is one of the um, richest sector in the world, uh, one of the richest sector in the world. Uh, but also real estate investment platforms, there are crowdfunding platforms, but in the United States, uh, you cannot speak about real estate investment platforms like the crowdfunding we know here in Italy or in France, etc. cetera. Uh, you have to speak more about Um, different kind of solutions that you can see on websites because those kind of platforms are regulated, but you don't need a license to do that. So uh, it's more easier to go in the market, to stay in the market. It's a little bit more expensive because you need to have more things uh, connected to your regulation, but you don't, you don't need a license. So um, we think that to go through uh, the, the sector Uh, and to stabilize actually what we are seeing today in Italy and all over Europe. So prices are raising a lot. Uh, we know that, for example, um, some people are worried to buy real estate uh, products today because they don't know the value for the future. So we try to give a chance to all the investors uh, to see the final product and also to decide if they want to buy it. It happened a lot of times that some investors, just because they want to have an investment on a financial side, at the end, they decided to buy an apartment. It's something very common in our cases, uh, and especially when we see uh, bigger investors, high net worth individuals, et cetera. But we think that um, if, we, if we look at supply of products, 
uh, that's the, the, the actually the most challenging point of, of our job uh, because of course all the, the, the entire sector of real estate is very worried about what's the future, especially today. Uh, and it's something that uh, was not even discussed uh, a couple of years ago. Caroline, for you too, the, you think that the, the, the supply is more challenging than, uh, than the demand? Well, the good supply is. Uh, it's, the, it's the most interesting part, actually. Uh, looking for the greatest opportunities in investments. Uh, we're lucky enough that buying yourself a piece of Paris is still very exciting for investors. Uh, so we mainly invest here in France and in Paris. And that was a really interesting involvement in our investment strategy in the past 10 years. Because first we were, fund we were funding business, uh, we were funding buildings all over the country because there was a huge need for, uh, for apartments and uh, for houses there. Then the need actually uh, shrinkens, and we move back to uh, herd of towns such as uh, Paris, Bordeaux, Lyon, uh, that are actually a good real estate market. And we've been doing only Paris since, uh, mainly Paris. We also do a bit of uh, Nice, Monaco, uh, Cannes, Bordeaux, but mainly Paris since March 2020, because people need to be reassured that even though uh, inflation is going the wrong way, um, there's still, uh, you know, there are secure real estate, even though it's not a guarantee. But um, yes, I think, I, I wouldn't say it's the most challenging, it's the most uh, difficult part, I'll, I'll say the most challenging, because you need to be sure that you choose the right uh, investment opportunity. That's why people are investing for your platform, because they trust you, they trust, uh, they trust your guts, they trust your advice. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's well, it's the best part, actually. I, I want to like to 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 close up. I want you, you to comment on on something like a, a slightly different and, and maybe a little bit more more personal, if you if you want to. And so I will start. I I try to differentiate myself, you know, in my own in my own portfolio, starting with some financial product. I had a terrible experience with. Uh, investing in stocks and bonds, you know, statistically speaking, was the endless uh, return to the, you know, to the point of, uh, uh, to the point of departure, you know, so it goes down and it goes up because I never had the, the, the patience to hold it long enough until I left, right? And then I start to differentiate with the bit of real estate and then it's like, okay, okay, what is next? And then I, I started to like uh, uh, look into and put some money into this, uh, like lending plat alternative lending platforms, right? And so the, the usually B two C for uh, for micro uh, basically is a uh, is a crowdfunding uh, to B two B two C, right? For uh, small loans between uh, five hundred and three thousand, uh, the platform is called uh, uh, Lender Market. Uh, great platform, uh, good interest. Uh, and then I said, okay, let's start it for uh, a couple of years, right? What I realized is that the interest is indeed, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of uh, impactful. We are talking about 12 to 13%. But the thing is that when you decide to stop, to recover, because you need to get to the maturity of all this, uh, of all these uh, micro loans that you have ended, it takes a lot to actually get back your cash with the interest. So very often, this uh, sort of uh, 
uh, accrued value of your money is on paper. And it takes much longer to actually get it back in cash. I don't know if I explain it myself. So the, 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 the question here, rather more personally, is what, what would be your own advice, you know, as, a, as an expert, not only in your own domain, but uh, by definition in alternative uh, ways that to, you know, manage money? What is the right balance? What would be the advice if we do, like, offer a cocktail to someone? Uh, and it's not a financial advice. It's your own view on, you know, on how to balance uh, a, 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 a portfolio, like in in a minute each. That's a million dollar question. Who wants Who wants to start? You're all on mute. So the the first one. Okay, you've the got a minute. Was, go. <laughs> go. <laughs> okay, Caroline, you started. Go. Oh shit. Um, okay, one minute. It takes it's a, it's a two hours meeting with a client. Okay. Anyway, uh, if That's I go with my right? guess. Yeah. I think I'll well, think that uh, I'll try to um, I'll try to set my uh, my my life objectives first, and then match them with my investments. Uh, you know, depending on where where I want to be in one year, in two years, in five years, uh, because that's a good exercise to actually tell someone, okay, where do you want to be? It's the typical interview question, but nobody actually does it on a personal level. And um, where do you want to be as a professional, as a personal, as a person uh, in in six months, in one year? Okay, you have this money on the side. Okay, that's what we're going to uh, advise you to do. Um, and that's really I'll stop, what I I'll stop you. I'll stop you right there because I think that you, you made a better answer to, uh, and I should have changed the question. So just give a tip. To our auditors, that's a good tip. So start with the objectives and then planify the investment. Giacomo. Well, it would be stupid to say you all invest what you're willing to lose. I mean, it's something we we are we are. I mean, we we always say that, but you know, we are business, so we also need people to invest in developments because you need, we need to to get success fees. You need, I mean, we need the market to 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 go forward. So we always recommend making a, a great diversification, which is something we can provide to the investor thanks to the number of projects we um, uh, we put on the platform. But actually, uh, we we try to limit the number of cooperation an investor can make if they don't have a specific, uh, if, they don't, if they didn't pass the test, uh, we ask them to invest, we just limit their investment. If, if we don't feel that uh, they they get mm, I mean they they get some of them get just get rid of the of the of the risk but we don't want that so we just limit the number of operations uh, an investor can make and on the other side as I said just before um, we created a different kind of product which is giving the chance to the investors um, for free actually uh, to have an advisor. Uh, that can help them in try to understand a little bit better, which is mm, the next uh, future for them and how they can invest their money. So we cannot do that in Italy. We can do we cannot do advising in Italy, which is the stupid thing we were speaking about the European Parliament and the new regulation. But we are giving them a person and actually a, a huge network of people that can they just can pick a broker and they can decide to be. Uh, followed for free by a specific advisor. Thank you, Ingrid. 
Well, I would simply say invest in wine. <laughs> no. Uh -huh. no, I think you I just have get to, drunk I, I have and you to, forget, no, right? No. <laughs> I have to. I, I have to agree with Caroline. I think the important thing is, you know, you need to plan. You need to set objectives. You need to diversify your investment. But you also, as Giacomo said, you need you need to be prepared to, to lose some as well. You know, you can't just think, oh, I'm going to make profit, I'm going to make profit. But that's because that doesn't happen in any investment, you know, that you just get lucky all the time. But I do think, I mean, if we're looking at passion asset, I mean, I can say I have a, my own portfolio on my phone here in wine. And that's in less than 18 months, I have a 25.9% performance which this is a side of the business that a lot of people do not know, okay? When it comes to wine investment, you have on average between 10 and 12% in the last 10 years, the return on investment. I have now mine 25.9%, okay? Yes, I do need to reduce some of the cost here because you do have cost of storage, cost of insurance, etc. But if I reduce those costs, I'm probably looking at about 18, 19%. And, and in comparison to what you said, you know, when, when a user sells their wine on our platform, we transfer the money straight to their account. And it, it, it takes me 24 hours and you have the money on your account. We are now also implementing other solutions, better payment solutions to be able to offer, you know, wallet service, et cetera, to make it even quicker. But I, I do think this is also why passion assets have grown so much. I mean, you can really make quite a bit of money on this. And it's not surprising. You have youngsters today, they make money on selling, buying and selling sneakers. But they make a yearly salary on it, you know? So on this, I think, yeah. I yeah, think yeah, that's... yeah. We got you. We got you. Yeah. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> on, this, on this very passionate, very passionate note, guys, our, our time is, uh, is up. Thank you very much, Ingrid, Thank Carolina, and Giacomo, for being with yeah. us. So that's great. Thank you. You, you, will Thank see, you will see, guys, on the comment of the story where to find this uh, wonderful companies. Thank you for being with us uh, and uh, keep listening to Breaking Bags Europe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Breaking Banks Europe, a Provoke Media podcast in cooperation with Fintech Stage. Don't forget to tweet us out, shout out, or post to the team at Breaking Banks EU on Twitter. If there's something or someone you'd like to hear on our cast, let us know. See you next week on Breaking Banks Europe.